Freedom from Olympia, the official podcast of the Senate Freedom Caucus. I'm Tracy Ellis. Should abortions involving a child require parental consent? Republican state senators Mike Patton, Perry Dozier, Doug Erickson, Phil Fortunato, Jim McCune, and Ann Rivers think so. They spoke in support of Patton's proposed amendment to a bill on informed consent for health care decisions that would have made sure parents were informed when their child had an abortion. To uh, allow, as our current law does, for somebody as young as, say, 12 or whenever they may become uh, pregnant, uh, to make that decision in isolation, uh, to make that decision, say, uh, in, in a uh, school setting, as happened a number of years ago at Ballard High School, uh, and then be whisked away during uh, the school day and uh, back before the end of the school day, and then home and parents just find out about it. I mean, it's such a major decision. I contrast that with other health care decisions in our law. I mean, uh, you can't really even uh, have an aspirin given to you at school without a permission slip from the parent. And there's some things such as tattoos and even going into a tanning booth uh, that you can't do at all if you're uh, under 18. So I think we've got to look at this in perspective. This is a major, major uh, decision that's made. And, and I think we need to allow for the uh, ability of uh, parents uh, to be involved, just as they are in other uh, decisions involving uh, health care for their children. For the past year, we've talked about the loss of life with COVID and um, how devastating it's been. We've, we've uh, masked up, we are vaccinating up, we are so concerned about the loss of life because of a virus. We're talking about the loss of a human life here with abortion. And why is it that that is okay to take a life um, a, a living human being away, whereas we are so concerned about this virus and it taking lives. I am in full support of this amendment. Um, I think there needs to be consideration by uh, all parties involved, the parents. Um, those are really private decisions, not for a child to be able to make and take a life away. So when I first entered the legislature, uh, about 1999, um, my wife and I had just gotten married, and we didn't have any kids. So my two daughters have, have grown up through this process. And I think in 1999, I actually introduced legislation requiring parental notification with a judicial bypass before a girl below the age of consent would be able to have an abortion performed. Uh, that was 1999 legislative session, I believe I introduced that. And it's been all this time, and my girls are now above the age of consent and off to college. But uh, what I just want to get is I can, I can understand individuals who believe in abortion upon demand um, for anybody, anytime, um, up until the day of birth. I don't agree with it, but I can understand people's positions. Um, I think it's a terrible thing, but I can understand. But in this situation, no matter how adamant you are about supporting abortions, to say that you are going to get into that most basic fundamental relationship between parents and children and take them out of it as a government, to me, is almost a crime. 
Uh, and what we've seen since the 1960s, there's been a movement to take what was once a private thing that would happen within the family and make it into a public decision, to take the world of the private and move it into the world of the public. Now, in some places, you could argue that's been a good thing, particularly when it comes to items like domestic violence, to make sure that we're addressing that. But in this situation, I believe the government is overstepping, and it should take a step back and respect the family relationship, respect the parents, and good kids do bad things. Not every child who's a good child is going to go to their parents because they don't have to. But if there is a requirement that they do, that will be better for everyone in terms of the relationship. We know it's not always easy to do the right thing. It's not always easy to go have that conversation. We go to clinics all the time and learn how to have conversations and be honest with people and talk about things before they become a problem. But in this situation, what the government is saying, we're going to allow that 14-year-old, that 15-year-old, to be taken to the abortion clinic by a person the family doesn't know, maybe a school teacher, who knows, and the family never knows. How do you then work with that child? How do you then know why they're depressed? Because we all know that abortion, particularly for young people, leads to massive anxiety, massive depression uh, in terms of making that decision. And not having the ability to talk to your parents about it causes problems within the family. So I think at this particular stage, now is the time. There is no better time than now to protect the family relationship and protect those children. And we do believe, and I do believe personally, there should be a judicial bypass. So if you are in an abusive relationship, you can go to that lawyer, go to that judge and say, this is what I would like to do to be able to get around your parents. But the average child needs to have the ability to speak with their parents. Their parents need to know and understand what's going on. This is the fundamental item of consent. And so to have a piece of legislation that says healthcare consent and leave out consent of parents for minors when it comes to abortion, to me, is just wrong. And again, no matter how you feel about abortion, you have to realize that this situation, you should step back and not make children the pawns in the abortion debate. Allow them to have the ability to go to their parents, make them go to their parents, protect the family relationship. Tearing down the family relationship is bad for society, and that is what legislation like this does. You know, I remember some years ago, uh, you know, when, I, in, uh, when I was a state rep in the 47th, like 20-some years ago, I saw a Department of Health report on abortions, and they referenced 32 abortion failures. And Mr. President, an abortion failure is they try to uh, uh, complete the abortion, but the child lived. That's an abortion failure. 160, I, I, these numbers are still burned in my mind. 165 or 167 women were sterile because of the abortion procedure. Now what happens if that one of those 167 women is your 14 year old daughter? And you don't know anything about this. You're not, you're not privy to this decision. You're not in that loop at all. Your daughter, you know, as Senator uh, Patton references, daughter goes to school, comes back, and then has a complication later on due to this. And, uh, and there's other, uh, things we'll talk about, um, uh, or, you know, uh, uh, standard of care, uh, for abortions and things like that. Uh, but you're not in this process. Your daughter has this major complication. You rush her to the hospital, and that's when you find out 
that your daughter uh, had an abortion and perhaps she can never have children again. Uh, keeping these healthcare uh, decisions and information from parents, I believe sets a dangerous precedence in our uh, law. Mr. President, parents should always be involved in helping and making important decisions uh, in this day and age. Um, we need to support the family even more on this day, Mr. President. It's the state paramount duty to protect parents and their relationships between their children. Uh, I believe this amendment uh, helps fix that, and I think uh, we should pass this amendment and uh, stand up for parents. We passed bills that have allevi alleviated the consequence for minors who commit crimes. And we did that, Mr. President, because we recognize that the human brain isn't fully formed in boys till 25, although judging by my own husband, it is significantly later than that. Um, and we, we, we make these decisions because we recognize that someone who is very young may make a very serious, serious mistake because they don't quite have the faculties to understand the outcome of what they're doing. Mr. President, you know, because we have had this discussion, that I was um, a child mother, that when I was very young, I got pregnant. It wasn't under the circumstance anyone would want to become pregnant under. I will tell you the most frightening thing that I had to do was go to my mom and say, I think something's wrong with me. Um, I thought she was going to kill me, even though it wasn't my fault. I was so frightened to tell her. But when we finally talked, I got the most pleasant surprise in the world. We were able to uh, to manage it. It changed our relationship forever in terms of um, mutual understanding and me not being afraid to talk with her about anything. I think for us to say we should not um, that 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 parents shouldn't be engaged because a child will be afraid. I can tell you, I know what that feels like. I couldn't have hoped for a better outcome for myself. But here we are saying to someone whose brain isn't fully developed, just do this and your problem will go away. We're not looking at the long-term consequence and neither do we encourage them to look at the long-term consequence. I support this amendment because I believe that children should not be making such serious decisions. The amendment failed and the bill passed thanks to the overwhelming support of majority Democrats in the Senate. I'm Tracy Ellis, and this has been Freedom from Olympia, the official podcast of the Senate Freedom Caucus.